Are we ready to get started? And I'm not going to move because every time I touch my mic, it freaks out. Mic check, mic check. Mic isn't here right now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Windy City Wingers podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Fire, Chicago Red Stars, and a trip around the world for a soccer update from all over the globe. My name is Alex. I'm joined, as always, by Brady and Dave. Boys, happy Monday. Happy almost MLS season coming back. Yes, let's do it. (laughs) We're going to dive into that. On today's episode, before we do that, Ian, quick shout out to you, my good friend, for running things behind the board, behind the glass, being the fine producer for our audio product. That is our podcast. Thank you to Jen as well for helping us run our social media accounts. So it has been two weeks since we've come to you through your earbuds. A lot has happened in the world of sport. The biggest thing, though, I think, at least in this country, Super Bowl. Super Bowl happened, and it was awesome. Yeah. And it was a good game, thankfully. And the halftime show. Oh, the halftime show. I was way off on the songs that I thought (laughs) would play as the opener and what I thought was close. Still awesome. Don't care. Uh, and also the team that I thought was going to win won. Should have bet a ton of money. Didn't bet any. So all <laughs> I have is bragging rights. I'm glad that it is documented somewhere that I was right, though. Rams 23, Bengals 20. I, I thought the Rams would win, but I wanted the Bengals to win. They just couldn't quite do it. But I think the legacy and the legend of Joe Burrow will live on. And I think oh, they'll yeah. be back. Definitely. I was going to say, I won the pool twice, guys. So it was a good Super Bowl for me. Nice. The score right, (laughs) second quarter and fourth quarter. So despite my prediction being wrong and the Bengals losing, I was still pretty happy. Very nice. Congratulations. Hot take. Halftime performance was okay. Oh, my. I thought it was too much. It was just not. Yeah. It was like too much going on. It didn't really work, but he just threw out a bunch of big names. That's all I'm going to say. I think, I mean, what was it? The 50 set, cent appearance. That was probably <laughs> the best part. <laughs> wow. I'm yeah. going to heavily disagree, but yeah. I don't yeah. think we need to go into it too much. I thought it was epic. That is a hot take. I, you are the only person I've heard have that take. So congrats to you for being an out-of-the-box thinker. Or are I'm you here. just a contrarian? <laughs> Everybody thought it was awesome. I hated it. I mean, you didn't hate it. You just I'll said let it was the listeners okay. decide. There <laughs> you go. <laughs> let us know. <laughs> Sending a poll your way. WindyCityWingers.info at Gmail. All right. Let's get to some soccer. We've been talking about it for weeks and weeks and weeks and years. It feels like anyway. New coach for the Red yeah. Stars. Finally here. Chris Pertuccelli. Petrucelli. Petrucelli? Who knows? Petrucelli. 
We're just making this all up. We don't know. Yeah. He coached at, well, most recently at Southern Methodist University for nine seasons. He's a two-time national coach of the year. He's won an NCAA championship with Notre Dame. And one of his quotes from his thanks for bringing me on was fostering an environment of joy and positivity in the club, which is something Mm -hmm. I'm sure is sorely missing after hearing even more things about the prior coach. So, um, also I think we're going to get a Christian This this man loves his Jesus. I think. Okay. I don't, I mean, pro or con, I don't know, but it sounds like he knows his soccer Sounds like he knows how to bring fun to a soccer team, which makes sense to me given the the previous game. Yeah, they need that. I am still, I mean, congratulations to Chris. Mm-hmm. And I hope that he does a good job. I'm disappointed that it's not a woman. Yeah, I think that's fair. It seems weird, like a weird choice after taking this much time. So hopefully he sets the tone right for the culture. Yeah. Right. That's... That's what I'm is they need a reset. Hopefully Chris is the guy to do it. And two time national coach of the year. Nothing to uh what's the phrase? Shake a stick at, as well as NCAA championship. That's both of those are he's he's clearly good stock. So we'll see. Hopefully. Speaking of stock, his stock photo just looks like a coach. He's like kind of looking at the camera, no smile, very serious. I was like, oh, that's a coach right there. <laughs> I got to go check it out now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one piece of, for me, sad news. <laughs> Cassie Miller is out uh, as goalkeeper. She has moved on to Kansas City. Um, I think it's an opportunity for her to start because I don't think she was going to beat out Alyssa Nair. But I thought she was absolutely fantastic after yeah. replacing Nair. So I don't know if we got enough money for her. I honestly don't know the mm-hmm. business of the NWSL enough. But for me, I'm a little bit sad because she was quite good in replacement. Same here. So do you know how that came? Was it, it was a trade for cash? Yeah, allocation money type thing. Huh. That's surprising to me that they, well, again, I guess we don't really know if it was a good deal. And yeah. theoretically, any player is for sale if the price is right. But she had a banger of a year last year. So I'm surprised to see her go. I don't know why you'd let her leave. I think it's really for competing for the top spot. I think that it's Nair's job to lose here, whereas Kansas City, it's more up in the air, I believe. I don't know. Hmm. Well, that could be. I like depth, though. I like to have a lot of players that are good at all positions, and don't we all? Right. (laughs) Can't have it all. Moving over. To the Chicago Fire. More big news, not in the form of coaches, but of players. We've been talking about it for a couple of weeks now. Brady, I want you. You break the big news to everybody. Let's go. So it is officially <laughs> official. Shakiri has Ooh. landed in Chicago. Yeah, uh, the dude is good at press. Uh, all of his Twitter, all of the, yeah. the fire the pump, the, all the pub that's happening. It's been awesome. And he's very good. Him, he looks good in that new jersey too. I have to say, yes, he you does. do. So that's exciting. Uh, and then Jairo Torres is a new young yes. DP signing. Dave, what do you think? I think it's an exciting move, but I gotta say, looking at it on paper isn't that sexy. Not a lot of goals, not a lot of assists. But I guess you really can't just focus on that 
Um, his playing time seems a little iffy. He didn't really continuously play for Atlas until uh, the 2018-19 season. Yes, he is a younger player, though. And I just want to, like, I, I don't know too much about Liga MX, but Atlas tends to be in the middle to the bottom half of the table. So it's not like he's playing for the studs of the ML, Liga, M, uh, Liga MX. Uh, good news is, though, he was very involved in Atlas FC's squad this last year, and he played in all the Liga MX playoff games, which led to Brady. Yeah. So just to counter everything you just said, he's 21 now. <laughs> and yes. so you wanted him to start before he was 18. I mean, come on. Yeah. Babe. Well, they're just hyping his like starts up like, Oh, well he's, he made his first appearance at 16 and then he <laughs> sat on the bench for two years. So let's uh, just keep it in perspective. This is, this is my, I'm going to take a break before we go into the rest of this one. This is my year to not overhype the squad. I am okay. very excited for Fair. it, but I'm going to just say like, I, I, I can't keep on watching the fire talking them up at the beginning of the season just to get crushed. I'm going to approach it the other way and be pleasantly surprised if they outperform my expectations. So. I think, I think Dave got hurt a little bit last year. Yeah. Yeah. I did it too many years in a row. <laughs> fair. Uh, fair point. Make no mistake about this. This is a big move, but I do appreciate Dave's reticence. There are some things about this that are like, okay, it's not the most giant of splashes. He did to Dave's point. Atlas just won the championship in the last season in Liga Emeekis. Um, and he played a majority of those games. He was a penned in starter for that iteration of the team, which is no small feat. Uh, Dave already mentioned he made his debut in the Emeekis at 16. In 2017, he won the U17 CONCACAF tournament and was the best player in the tournament. So he has been showing up in big games already. And he's already debuted for Mexico. Yeah. And this is where I'm going to bring it down a level. So <laughs> kind of, kind of balancing back and forth. So I, I will say he did sign at a lab in, uh, to the Academy level of the club, which is cool. cool. It's a quick turnaround to end up debuting for the club at 16. And then ever since he debuted in 2019, he has not played a game for uh, the Mexican side since. So <laughs> it's a tough squad to get into, but it's not like he's in the, the the conversation consistently right now for that team. Yeah, I think young is the emphasis on this signing. This is a yes. younger player. There will be some development involved. However, it, I'm I'm pretty pumped yeah. about him. I did watch some film. Do you want to say something before I, I was, go into I was just going to say, too, yeah, before you go into the film, like maybe it's hopefully it turns out to be what we hoped Alice Shada was like, right. I guess it's kind of like the same thing, but it's like, you know, the new coaches, I guess, take on what it could have been. I, I would say so good. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. And we are going to make comparisons to Alice Seda because he is the literal replacement in this case. So uh, what I saw on film was he is fast, truly fast. And he plays hungry. If we're going to keep making comparisons to Aliceta, I'd say he slightly wants the ball more than Nacho might have shown. He's got some fox-in-the-box traits. He's got some just ideas of where the ball's going to pop up before it happens, which is amazing. He's decent with his head for his size. We'll get into his size a little bit here. But he has some decent nous about him. He's very smart. He makes these late and dangerous runs into the box and gets himself into good spots in possession. There are some cons to that as well. So 
immediately talking about his size. He's 5'7", which is an amazing height if you ask me, but it is a little small for professional soccer, and I think he's a small 5'7". I think he's actually not that height, and you just list things as a professional athlete. He can still ride a challenge. So I saw a few times where older men were trying to knock him off the ball and you couldn't do it. So that's a good thing. Maybe he can use that size to his advantage. Also, speaking of those late runs in the box, he plays a totally different system and different position than what we will be playing with the fire under Ezra Hendrickson. He plays a midfielder, sort of quasi 10 in a five back system. So he's not playing a true winger. And so those late runs are going to be completely different than what we're probably going to expect him to do as a Chicago Fire player. AKA Shakiri is going to be in that number 10 spot. Hiro is going to move out wide, I think. Final con, he is right-footed. I don't think I saw him use his left foot at all. Now, we've seen plenty of great soccer players who just have an amazing right foot or amazing left foot, and they just barely touch it with the other foot. For me, that makes him a little bit one-dimensional, and it's something that maybe the fire work on consistently. A little bit (laughs) one-dimensional? Well, there's use the inside uh, and the outside. Right. So (laughs) I've seen it. You you can see players that are really good at that banana kick, and then you don't really need a left foot ostensibly. However, it makes you a better, more rounded football player if you can use your left foot. Um, he arrives in May. So this is not an immediate, immediate signing. He will complete the Liga MX season and then come to the fire. There's good and bad to this. I want him now though. Yeah. I, I, this is not great because he's going to miss a huge chunk of time at that point. I think the tone will kind of be set for the season, hopefully under our new coach. Yeah. Uh, hopefully he could come in and acclimate quickly and still make an impact. But I, I don't know really like the concept of having somebody just join midway it i don't know we need even when ivanov came back from injury last year it just didn't seem to work although at that point i think we were demoralized and (laughs) so i don't know i'm a little skeptical about seeing much of him this year but we'll see this is making me think of when ivanov came back last year and to me I couldn't even really tell if he fit in the system and if he, if he made a difference. My question to you two is, since he's going to be coming in May, he's playing a new position, a new system, a new country. Mm-hmm. Do you think he, we will be able to tell if he is a fit for this team this season or are we going to need another year where he's actually able to acclimate? We will definitely need another full season, but we will need that full Mm -hmm. season to see what he truly can become with the fire. I think there's two sides to it as well. If we're doing well, but we lose a couple players to injury and then he comes in in May and maybe isn't expected to start immediately, but he's just more depth. And then he earns Mm -hmm. that starting spot. That's the positive sign of him coming in May. It's a long season, the MLS, and it can get you know, pretty tough to finish the whole thing. One of the things we're worried about with Shakiri, uh, it could be he gets hurt in Mexico or never acclimates this season. So it's kind of a lost season for him. Plus he's already played a full season of Mexico and then going to be expected to play through the summer. That's rough. 
Yeah. Like the only flip side of that would be that he's not coming in rusty. So yeah. he could be coming in at peak form too, if we get really lucky. But yeah, my okay. fear is that he picks up a knock in Liga MX. And yeah. Then huh. we're kind of screwed. Uh, when I was researching a little bit about him as well, I uh, just realized how much I really don't know about the Mexican soccer leagues too. Like they have a really unique way of, running mm-hmm. their seasons into two like sections and different kinds of champions. So I think that'd be kind of fun to look into that a little bit more. And just as a soccer fan in general, check it out and see how they do things, especially because they're always in the conversation of, Oh, will the MLS ever create a super league with Mexico mm-hmm. or things like that? It's just intriguing. Then you could kind of weigh in on those conversations. If you watch the Liga MX, it is fascinating. Like the games go mm-hmm. from dead walking pace. Like no one even wants the ball and it's just two players just kicking it back and forth to sprinting back and forth down the field. Like it, you get all aspects of soccer in Mexico. It's a pretty fun league to watch. And then red cards, yellow cards, people rolling around. It's, it's very entertaining to say. Yeah. The least. <laughs> all right. Enough analytics and tape. I don't want to. <laughs> sure. Whatever. We'll see him when we get there. Let's talk roster. Yeah, let's do it. I'm just going to run through it really quick with all the names that we have. So starting at goalkeeper, Spencer Ritchie, Gaga Slonina, Chris Brady. Uh, Some young goalkeepers as well as Spencer Ritchie to back everybody up. I think it's a really nice group in there. In defense, we have Wyatt Olmsberg, Jonathan Bornstein, Andre Reynolds, Mari Pineda, Miguel Navarro, Boris Sekulich, Carlos Teran, and John Espinoza. And finally, Rafael Chichos. That group is actually much deeper than I thought it would be mm-hmm. to at the end of the season. So we need Chichos to hit. Needs to be that. Yeah, he has to. If he hits in his MLS uh, starting 11 caliber, we have a pretty decent defense back there, I think. Going with the midfielders here, they have Shakiri List as a midfielder. He won't, I mean, he'll play the number 10, which is ostensibly mm-hmm. midfield, but he's going to be scoring goals, creating opportunities. That's his job. Fabian Erbers, Jimenez, Brian Gutierrez, Javier Casas, Alex Moni, Federico Navarro, and Sergio Orahel. And finally, the forward unit got Casper Shabilko, Chino 04, John Duran, Ivanov. Misael Rodriguez and Victor Becerra. Immediate thoughts, Dave and Herman. I don't know. Do we want to start with goalkeepers? Immediate thoughts. Uh, you have to be completely hyped for Slonina. Mm-hmm. Multiple call-ups. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are kind of already throwing his name out there for the future of uh, keeper spot for the United States uh, national team. And then... Um, like I said, you know, like the last few times we've had the podcast, it, it, he's already getting interest from the Premier League mm-hmm. as well. So this could be could be like his first and last complete season here. Maybe I don't know if you know the people over in Europe will want to see a long term. Like, hey, he's proven himself two seasons, three seasons, or if they'll take him right away. So I'm excited about that. It seems like. Uh, you had mentioned Brady. There's a little bit of depth there too. Um, yeah, like sneaky depth. Yeah. It's surprising. Yeah, yeah. Especially like last year with Shuttleworth, like he kind of had a, a standout season, and then the fact that we're not even talking about him anymore is kind of yeah. nuts. Mm-hmm. You know, like because Sonina came in there and it was like, nope, it's me. 
Like I know everybody was excited about it, but (laughs) this is way more exciting. So that's kind of what one of the big things that's, you know, stuck out to me and we've been talking about for a while, but it deserves to be talked about. Uh, Defense. I agree there's depth, but it's still the most nerve wracking part of this. And I, I hope that they're all spending a lot of time with each other um, during these training camps and, it's really got to hit this year. Otherwise, even if we get, you know, the front half going, right. Um, we can give away a lot of games. Yeah. The other side. And we, we we've, we've done it for two years since we started, you know, getting together and recording these like sessions. It's uh, we know what happens with the fire and the defense, <laughs> but hopefully that'll kind of change from the top. Um, that's rough. So we'll see. I think with Gaston Jimenez this year, I really hope to see like a continued leadership and kind of make this a little bit of, I know it's now it's Shakiri's team, but I hope his presence is still felt there. And maybe some of the, I, I wouldn't say that I feel like the media really didn't ever get on his case so much, but like now there's like no issues at all. Like it's going to be, everybody's going to want to talk to Shakiri so he can just focus on his game. True. Um, I don't know if that was really much of a problem to begin with. Um, and yeah, Shakiri has to hit as well. Too much money yeah. to not work out, but I think he's definitely got the skill to do it. He's played on the world's biggest stages and he's been an absolute stud. Um, and then like up front, I know we have Casper. Uh, Big Jamalco. upgrade, I think. He, he is, and he's proven that he he scores in the MLS Yep, like Barrich. I just, I don't know. I lost faith very quickly last year. With I him. had to, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I hope Ivanov. Like, I think he's got to be the starter, right, until Torres we'll shows that. up. Like, yeah. right. So yeah, I mean, we'll like, I don't know. Yeah. So I don't know. We could talk about that, but yeah, definitely an upgrade. And then I don't know. We we'll probably talk about him too. But like John uh, Duran, like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He he has to. I, everybody's been hyping up for two years. Like, I wonder if he'll even play. Now nah, he's right. too young. <laughs> yeah, he's he's yeah, a big and, question mark. He's yeah. been starting a lot in the preseason games, and I yeah. haven't been able to catch one of those. If he's as amazing as some of the things that are being I, written, yeah. like we may have. It's like, all on paper. Like I've seen yes, a few exactly. clips of him. Like yeah, he's been he's been showing up in like a lot of articles and like. Somebody had mentioned like a Guardian article from like two years ago. Like he was mentioned in there as one of the up and comers. And it's like, that's great. Like he's been playing in like the Columbia first division. Like, you know, like and not to knock that. I'm sure it's competitive, but it's like he needs to be like a stud like on this team. And that's a lot of pressure for somebody that age. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess you could look at it this way, though, with Shabelko getting probably starts from the beginning. Maybe he can have time to get some mentorship from him, show him the ropes, and then it, it could pan out really well too. So, I think you even have yeah. Chino in front of him in the mm-hmm. yeah. depth chart too. So yeah. it's like, you, we don't need you to start yet. Just learn how to play this game in America. And yeah. yeah. Uh, or he just blows us all away and we're all wrong and he's amazing. We'll see. I hope so. I hope so. Speaking of which going to get out my uh, pad of paper here if you can I don't know I can't really okay. make this sound effect 
We need a paper uh, sound effect clip, please. <clears throat> yes, and you can see that some of these <laughs> names are penned in. All right. They're not. Oh, this is this is your lineup. This is the Ezra lineup, and then I've made a couple tweaks as well, what I would put out there. So Ezra has said he likes a 4-2-3-1. That's his main system. And then okay. how we play with it will be we want the ball all the time. And I think if we have the ball a lot, we've got enough firepower now where that will actually mean something significant. This is kind of an amalgamation of who started in preseason and as far as what Ezra has said, I'm just going with him and assuming that he's not a liar. He might be. He's a coach and might be just trying to throw everyone off the scent, including me. We'll see. <laughs> In goal, Gaga. Duh. Outright, <laughs> Sekulich, Tehran, Chichos, and then Miguel Navarro are our back four. Yep. We've got Jimenez in midfield, as well as Pineda. Pineda has been starting over Ooh. Federico. Uh, we'll really? see. Um, I don't know if maybe Federico has a knock. I'm not sure. Um, but it's Ben Jimenez and Pineda. Hmm. And then Herbers. He said that Shaq will play the number 10, which I have thoughts about. And then, like Dave said, uh, the last winger spot is a little bit of a question mark. I think Ivanov does take it. But Brian Gutierrez has gotten time as well as John Duran. So we shall see. And then Shabil goes up top, completing the 4-2-3-1 look. As far as my tweaks, because something that I like to do is just who are my best 11 players, given that we don't have two goalkeepers out there, um, and then make a system to fit that. So for me, we've got Gaga and goal, and we're going to play a 4-3-3. The back line doesn't change at all. Um, you know, Seklich, Tehran, Chichos, Navarro. Our three-man midfield... Pineda plays the six, Jimenez and Fede play twin eights alongside him. Mm. Shabilko up top. Shakiri plays the right wing, which I've seen him play before, and I think that's his best, best spot on the field, and so I maybe want him to play his best, best spot. We'll see, and I also don't think it needs to start that way. I'd like to see him play the 10, and if he dominates the game, great, we'll go with it. I'm just worried he might get a little lost in that. And then your other winger is Herbers for now. But then if you bring in a speedy Torres and that just gives Shaq more space, Shabilko just stands in the middle and just gets hit in the head with the soccer ball and he puts it in. That's a great system to me. So not a whole lot of change there, but just a slight different spot for Shaq. And then you go from there. Do, do you say uh, Shakiri's on the right or the left? The right. So we can the cut right. into so, his left foot. So then... Do you like Torres coming in from the left using yeah. his right foot to curl it? And then mm-hmm. he just wouldn't be, he wouldn't really be crossing in the ball a lot. Like if he beats people to that corner. I think the way that he's been playing with Atlas with those late runs, especially on the blind side, he mm-hmm. may just kind of become a second forward and let okay. Shakiri yeah. just dominate that right side. And then they're both going to want to tuck in behind Shabilko anyway, just naturally, I think. And so if mm-hmm. one of them does that, the other one goes long. Like, that's just a really hard okay. thing to mark. Like, who are we going to cover at what time? And I just think that would be fascinating. Uh, but like we said, we're going to start in a 4-2-3-1 at the very least because that's what Ezra loves to play. I dig it. I kind of also forgot about uh, Brian Gutierrez, too, because he had 
quite a summer as well. It's going to be interesting to see his role kind of. Yeah. I, I mean, if he yeah. keeps developing, if, he was yeah. quite good in, in spots last season. Yeah. All right. Final piece we have to talk about the kits. What do we think? Yeah. <laughs> I like the crust a whole hell of a lot more yes. on oh. the, the away jersey now. Like it, it looks, yeah. it looks like right. The other one you knew like what was coming like in <laughs> yeah. is like this looks wrong. Like so it looks way better on the lakefront away jersey. Uh and I really on the the home jersey, I love the neck that they have on it now. I just I don't know. I think it looks awesome. And then with what is it, the water tower kind of etched yeah. into it. Yeah. It's pretty dope. It's cool. I don't know which it's one cool. to get. It looks good on Shakiri. I'll say that. It yeah. looks pretty sweet. I had a a club team that had a really similar looking like Adidas red uh, logo, the three stripes, the three red stripes, and then a Navy blue. So yeah. I'm, I'm like, okay, I've seen this Jersey before and I want it to be <laughs> red. So I'm being a little bit yeah, mad about it, but next, you know, year, next I do year. like it a lot. I think it's a massive improvement from last year's. The, I still don't quite the the white jersey with the light blue mm-hmm. horizontal stripes. I still am <laughs> like, what is the obsession with light blue stripes on the white kit? <laughs> I agree with you, Brad, that I want more red in one of these. Yeah. So I don't know. I like them a lot more than last year. As Dave mentioned, the crest is leagues better. Yeah. Yeah. All things looking positive for the fire i believe i know dave we won't hype them up too much they'll be fine they'll be you know whatever uh just yeah. talk to me next week after we win the opening <laughs> yeah right so I'll let's get a little lost. bit <laughs> your your roller coaster is going to be <laughs> off the rails this year that's my prediction suck it beckham <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about miami because they've had a complete complete overhaul uh, even more so than we have. Uh, oh. So I think they're a sitting duck. I think we've got them. Yes. I was going to say, have they done it better than us? No, says Brad. Well, I haven't really looked at the specifics, <laughs> to be honest. You've just picked your team because yeah, it might just be hype. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, have they, are they new coach, new players? What, what, what's changed over there? Many new players, not a new coach. And I thought that Neville was a little bit over his skis last season, Hmm. but we'll see. I mean, that's, they may still be a sitting duck because all the players are getting used to the system, Mm -hmm. but it, how many years has he been there? Just last season. Okay. Well, that's a little less. Anytime a coach cleans house players wise, it feels like they know the system they want to run. I didn't have the players that I wanted to run it. And now I have them. So it always has the potential for everything to click and then be really good. Uh, having said that, it takes a while to learn new systems. Um, so they may not be very good right off the bat. That would be my hope, but also the fire are trying to implement a ton of new stuff too. So it's a yeah, battle so of new systems. You're worried that they're like a year ahead of us in that way. I, Maybe not a year. 
Yeah, maybe not. I I honestly think whoever wins this game is going to be the team that is able to implement their system faster. Sure. I think Ezra's fits. Sorry, Dave, but I think Ezra's is simple in its, this is what we're trying to do. And a four, two, three, one is the most popular formation around the world. So I think that puts us in a, at an advantage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll see. I, I I do think simplicity has a lot to do with it too. If you can simplify, especially for the players, this is your one or two jobs. That's all you need to do in order for the system to work instead of a super, super complex system. I don't know whose is more simple, whose is more complex, but if you can well keep said. it narrow for the first couple games. Yeah. Well put, Pierman. Dave, I know I cut you off there. So anything to add? I was just going to say, I think that there's a lot. I know there's a lot of pressure from the Chicago like supporters, but I think Miami's got it way worse. They're a brand new club. You have Beckham <laughs> as an o- owner. Phil Neville as a coach, mm. like, you know, has that pedigree. Uh, I think that sure. the pressure's on for them. So, and last year was a complete miss. So I think we're going to beat them. And I don't think they're ready. So <laughs> let's go. I hope you're right. Let's make it happen. All right. Moving over to the EPL. <sighs> let's do Chelsea first and just. Well, you, you sound so through. sad. You have a trophy. <laughs> yeah. I should. Club World Cup champs beat. Uh, someone help me with the pronunciation here. Palmeiras. Nice. By help, I did mean just do it for me. So (laughs) beat Palmeiras two to one in the Club World Cup, adding another trophy to the jam-packed trophy room of Chelsea. (laughs) Speaking of trophies, Champions League is back in action tomorrow, the 22nd. So for you listening on Thursday, this match will already have happened. Chelsea is playing Lille who, if you recall, we did a game of the week a couple weeks ago for, and they got smoked by PSG. So uh, hopefully Chelsea can do the same to them. However, the news coming out from Chelsea right now is a little iffy. Um, Chelsea played Crystal Palace this past weekend, beat them one to zero. And it's not been, it's been an interesting year media wise for Chelsea, there's a lot being made out of Lukaku's <laughs> record-setting seven touches in that match. And that's record-setting low for a player <laughs> who played 90 minutes. Oh. Uh, this, I think there's been so much smoke around Lukaku and Chelsea and Tuchel. Is he happy there? Are either of them happy with each other? So this is just the media trying to milk things is the way I'm reading Mm -hmm. it. This stat doesn't really seem to indicate much to me. It tells us that Lukaku didn't touch the ball much in this game. Okay. Does he need to touch the ball all the time in every game? No. Some games you want him to touch it. Other games, he only touches it single digit number of times, but three of those are big runs. Um, I'm curious, Brady, since you're a stat person, what do you take away from this stat just in general? Yeah. The stat nerds love the imagery of one touch and it was the kickoff 
and then blink. Like that's what everyone <laughs> is freaking out about because it's just right. a really good image to just pass around. I, it's a striker. Like strikers get the ball a lot at some games and some games they barely touch it and then they bury one in the six-yard box and they've done their job. Yep. It is a bad look with everything going on though. Yeah. If he looked ready, he looked busy, he wanted to be on the ball, you know, it just kind of helps with, like you said, all the smoke that's around. So it does, it wouldn't mean something except for right now. Everything with else. Everything. Yeah. So the context does mean like, okay, try and get on the ball a little more. And specifically <laughs> Lukaku, like he can just dribble past people and, and just be a bear on the ball and hard to knock off of it. And, you know, so it it's a sign of everything that we're talking about, I think. Yep. If, as you said, if everything else wasn't going on around it, I don't think anyone would even know. Right. It's not, it's not headline news for sure. So cool. Interesting. Thank you for agreeing with my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Your turn, Brad. Tottenham, what is going on? Well, it's obvious to you two, right, that we should be crowned the EPL champions, correct? Mm. Not so much. Oh, well. No, but I did do a lot of screaming <laughs> during that screaming. City Tottenham game. I, I was home alone uh, and I was just yelling. I'm sure my neighbors heard me because uh, there's a lot of angry yelling. And then, like, I was absolutely stunned at the end. Uh, awesome result for Liverpool. Thanks, Brad. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome I, result for the not, to, not to diminish my love for them at the current moment, but EPL champions is heavy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, it was it was fun game. Uh, quite simple. Like sit back, they're gonna have the ball, and that's fine for us today. Um, which I thought worked out well. Uh, Bettencourt is a baller. Like he just looks like he is a wizard on the ball. He has some bad giveaways. I've seen that a couple times, and then there, there are times where he's just truly classy and makes passes that the rest of the team really can't make, except for Harry Kane. Um, and then just a ball winner. He does want to win the ball back. And then the Kane son combo is back on. They've tied the all time record at 36 uh, goal contributions with one another. Lampard and Drogba are the current holders. And so Kane and son need to assist and score each other's goals one more time. And they will have the outright lead. And then I can't talk about him enough. Harry Kane was on one. 10 out of 10 performance. The no look yeah. dime to Sun for that first goal was ridiculous. And it's terrible for Spurs that he needs to be that good every game for us to be successful. But in a game against Man City, you need your best players to be your best players. And they were, and we won. That was at the Etihad, too, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. Man. It what made it quite simple for Conte to just, you know what? Don't let them score. They're going to have a lot of the ball. And then you know what the Spurs did? They attacked right over those outside backs, unlike what Chelsea did. Sorry, I just needed to make a little dig, I guess. But, but they learned that from Leicester, didn't they? Leicester exposed them two weeks ago. So don't take all the credit. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Brendan Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Liverpool, Dave, you're a happy man. Yeah, six points back with a game in hand. Uh, so mark your calendars, April 9th, 9 a.m. Central, uh, Liverpool versus City, because that might be when the title's decided, you know, provided nobody messes it up beforehand. 
uh, we actually catch up to city on games Wednesday. We play Leeds, and city doesn't play. Uh, but over the weekend, we end up losing that game in hand because we are going to be in the EFL cup final against Ooh. Chelsea 10 30 this Sunday. And we're going to win three to one getting our first <laughs> trophy of the year. Nice. And I think we're going to get the treble. So, okay. Wow. Ooh, the emotional the roller coaster. Treble. We are at the peak for Dave again. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Hands up everybody. <laughs> <laughs> It's about to go down. <laughs> no, but that's a serious scoreline. Three to one, Liverpool. So. <laughs> <sighs> Whatever, Dave. Find out. I do not like Chelsea's <laughs> chances. I'll say that. I'm mad because it's true. Or I believe it's going to happen. I hope that they really show up and put up a fight. Like, make it three, two. Or don't give up three goals. How about that? How about a draw? I can't believe can't you're drop. not over the top about Luis Diaz, who's already scored. Yeah. So I was trying to think. He made like an amazing impact against some like, I don't know. In I guess he made an impact in a way that you would hope he would have done like immediately, especially if Klopp was playing him. And like everybody's been saying how he looks like he's like born to be a Liverpool player in this current system. So I'm very excited. Yes, he did score his first goal, but that was kind of just like a consolation prize. I want him to score like early because he's getting very close in the games that I've watched, like getting that first goal, kind of setting the tone for the entire team. And I think that's only, it's only a matter of time before that comes, but I don't know. He scored the third goal against Norwich. Like I'm going to temper my okay. expectations. So rather yeah. measured from you. Yes. He yes. does seem to fit <laughs> perfectly. I, again, I, I am very excited uh, for him. Yes. All right, that does it for EPL check-in. Looking ahead to next week, for which there will be an actual game of the week. We aren't just going to talk about the fire, although there will be some of that, as always. The game of the week for next week's episode is... Chicago Fire versus Inter-Miami. Saturday, February 26th. At 5 p.m., that is the season opener for Chicago and Inter-Miami. So actually, we will be talking about the fire. Yeah, only fire. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> this game is on WGN, CFF, C-Live, and ESPN+. Plus. WGN is Channel 9 for you Chicago viewers. Yes. Whew. Big stuff. Battle of new systems, new players. <sighs> All the talk about Inter Miami's not going to be ready for Chicago. I wanted to go 2-0. I can't do that because uh -huh. I see that Brady has already taken it. I'm going to go 1-0. Stay conservative. 1-0, fire. Dave? I think it's going to be sloppy despite there being a preseason. I think we will concede a goal, but we'll show that we have a new resilient defense that will not implode. After one goal is given up and we will win it two to one. Oh, but an imploding defense is a comfort to me now. Like I, no, I, I feel comfortable it. with that. I know it's going to happen. I would like this game to be comfortably controlled by the fire. I think Inter Miami is still dealing with stuff. And as Herman has said, 2-0, let's go fire. Ooh, dos a cero to open the season. Love it. Got it. <laughs> Before we wrap things up, 
today. Any closing final thoughts from the world of soccer? There was a Neymar Mbappe Messi sighting. It was pretty exciting in the Champions League last week. And Mbappe did get the goal at the death of the game. It was a fantastic goal with some questionable defending by Real Madrid, but they held on until like the 95th minute. So uh, it was one of the latest winners in Champions League history. So there's that. So that was pretty exciting. And then also the Man U versus Leeds game on Sunday, which oh, was yeah. yesterday, that was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, Man U looked to be in control, looked pretty dominant, and then just attempted to give the game away. Uh, conceded two goals in about 70 seconds, and but then ended up with a 4-2 comfy win. Sounds like it was a fun watch. Thank you, Brad. As always, send us an email at windycitywingers.info at gmail.com. Feedback, questions, comments, new topics you want us to discuss, or stats you want Brad to break down. Brady, hit him with your socials. I am on Twitter at stat underscore bro. I will be helping out Opta Jack, so follow that account as well. Mm. Uh, I'm putting out new statistics on that account uh, professionally, which is pretty exciting. And at BradTheBard13 is my Instagram handle. I've got some music stuff coming, so give that a follow as well. He's got the voice of an angel, folks. Tune in, check it out. Dave, where can our listeners find you? Uh, I can be found on Twitter and Instagram at WindyCity underscore Dave. I'm also on Untapped. Starting to put yeah. my beers up there. I should yeah. be reviewing... The Hazy Pitch beer by Revolution. Oh, this weekend. It's very cool. I've not had that one. I'll have to check it out. Pretty good, but I wanted to wait till I had a few before I gave my rating. So, <laughs> very cool. Crack one of those open while, I, well, actually, yeah, crack one of those open while I watch the game this weekend. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you to both you. Thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in. We will catch you next week.